following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. I want to uh, spend just a few moments that I have left with you this morning as we are continuing to teach and talk about the power of ecclesia. Matthew 16, 18 through 19, Jesus said something on these lines. He said, I will build my ecclesia my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you lock up on earth will be locked up in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is the mandate on our lives as the ecclesia, the church. We're coming to realize that church is not just a gathering. This is important, but it's ascending. It's how we go into culture. We go into society as the ecclesia. Uh, not to be redundant, but we really have to make a shift in our mindsets about the ecclesia. Ecclesia was not a spiritual term or religious term. It was a governmental term. It was a term where a handful of people, a called out ones actually, would be sent from another kingdom with that kingdom's authority to go to a territory and cause that territory to become just like the kingdom that had sent them. And so the ecclesia was those called out ones, those backed by the military and economic power of the king that sent them to establish his will and purpose in a territory. That's how Palestine in a very short period of time became a Roman territory because an ecclesia was sent. And so now you begin to understand more about our purpose in the earth. We're not just saved, we're called. And we're called to establish God's purpose in, in his kingdom in the earth in our spheres of influence. So let's just go ahead right off the get-go and just look at your neighbor square in the eyes and just tell him, you're called. Just tell him, you're called. And look at your other neighbor tell him, you're called. You've got a calling. Now, I want to see if I can help us in this paradigms we keep uh, moving forward in. Look at Luke 16, 16 with me really quick. Here's what it says. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John, John the Baptist. But since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it. Isn't that a fascinating statement? It says the good news of the gospel of the kingdom is being shared since John and people are everywhere, people everywhere are forcing themselves Forcing their way into it. Now when you see that and you see where we live today, thousands of years later, you have to ask the question, in that season, literally people were forcing their way in. Once they heard the good news, crowds, on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 were saved in a day and baptized. History records within a matter of six months, 100,000 people come to, new, to know Jesus in Jerusalem, and then it spread like wildfire. In Asia, it says in two years, all of Asia heard the Word of God. So you have to ask, was that just a particular case in point, like while Jesus was on the earth, that this happened? Well, that can't be the answer, because when you go from Luke 16 to the book of Acts, you see that that same spirit, that same kingdom message was being preached and prophesied and, and moved into and people kept 
forcing their way into the kingdom. And then you have to consider John 14, 10, the next slide, please. It says, Forever I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I've been doing, and yes, they will even do greater works than these because I'm going to my Father. And then Jesus even began to prophesy about a future date in, in John chapter 12, if you can put up that slide, and it says, When I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. So we recognize and realize this wasn't just a happening while Jesus was on the earth. This is actually what happens when the true message of the kingdom is proclaimed. Lives are transformed. Miracles happen. Deliverance occurs. Healing occurs when the message of the kingdom is properly proclaimed. Not only are people affected and transformed, Revelations 21, next slide please, says nations actually come into the kingdom. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On, on that day in its gates they will not be shut for there will be no night there and the glory and the honor of the nations will be brought into the kingdom of God. We prayed for nations this morning, not just people. We prayed for China to be saved this morning. We pray for nations this morning to come to the light of the kingdom of God. Matthew 28 says not just people, but nations will be saved. And so then we have to ask ourselves the question then, if this is actually since John, prophets and law were preached unto John, but since John, the message of the kingdom is preached, and people everywhere are forcing their way into it. My conclusion after studying and understanding and especially rereading Dr. Ed Sposo's book on the Ecclesia is that literally the reason that we're not seeing right now in this moment a massive amount of people forcing them way, their way eager to enter the kingdom is where our message is irrelevant. Because I believe the key to people forcing their way into the kingdom lies on the understanding of the difference between the law and the prophets and the gospel of the kingdom. The difference between the law and the prophets and the gospel of the kingdom. Now, the law and the prophets are not something that was done away with when Jesus came. It was actually something he fulfilled. So the law and the prophets weren't something that a lot of Christians just believe, well, since Jesus comes, the New Testament's all we need and the Old Testament's done away with. Now, that's, not, that's how we get the anti-Semitic and all that stuff working. That's not true. That is actually the law and the prophets are the foundation on which the gospel of the kingdom sits upon. But there was a transition in dispensation and time that, that all the law and the prophets were preached up to a certain point. Once that point shifted, the message changed and something began to happen through the power of the kingdom of God. That's what happened when Jesus showed up. So the law and the prophets, when we understand what they are versus the message of the kingdom, what happens is if we fail to transition from the law and the prophets to the kingdom, we find ourselves with an irrelevant message in what I'm calling a modern legalism. Why? 
because the law and the prophets were all about the past and the future. That's what the law and the prophets consisted of. And so what has happened in the Western church especially, we, are, we mostly preach a message that's irrelevant because we're stuck preaching law and prophets. You say, what do you mean? We're always preaching about the past and we're always talking about the future. Most churches you'll go to today, you're going to hear two messages. You'll hear a message about the past. Jesus died for your sin on the cross. That's true, that's fact, and thank God, but that's the past. And then you'll hear Jesus is coming again. Which is true, which is awesome, but it's irrelevant for now. The, on the side of the cross of Jesus were two other crosses. And those two crosses on the side of Jesus' cross were thieves. And that what it, it says they were thieves. And they were hanging each beside Jesus on the cross. The first thief said, forgive me for my past. The other thief said, please remember me in your future kingdom. The thieves were the past and the future that because Jesus said, today you will be with me. Jesus wasn't saying I'm about the past or the future. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. And so the thieves of the cross are the past and the future. And so what's happening is we preach, we failed to transition to the message of the kingdom, and we're preaching a message that's true, but its focus is the past and the future instead of the message of the kingdom, and the message of the kingdom is about the right now and the right here and the right where Jesus is doing right now today. Are you, are you listening to me? And so what's happening, what, what gets excited about this is in Mark 1, 14, 15, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. He said, the time has come, he said, and the kingdom of God has come near here now. Repent and believe the good news. The law and the prophets are saying Jesus will come again. Jesus is saying, I am here now. The kingdom is right here, right now. Yes, he will come again, but he's actually already here preparing for when he comes again. And when we aren't relevant about him being here and now, we get caught up in traditions and tradition and, and legalism and temple worship. And we get caught up in rituals and liturgy because we relegate Jesus to something that he did in the past or something that he will do in the future, but he's not active right here, right now in most people's lives. And so this is how we have to transition as the ecclesia. 
Jesus had an encounter that was a prophetic act, I believe this, in John 4.35. He says, don't you have a saying that it's still four months till harvest? But I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are already white for harvest. I'm prophesying to somebody, revival's not coming, harvest is not coming, an awakening's not coming. It's actually already here. Open your eyes so you can see it's here now. Now, interesting enough, the encounters with a Samaritan woman who are the outcast of Israel, the ones that nobody believes has any part of the kingdom, Jesus is there with a Samaritan woman, and she is caught up in the law and the prophets. So here's Jesus, the very Messiah, the very Son of God, sitting at a well she's drawing water from. And Jesus says, give me a drink. Don't you love how Jesus interacts? She says, what do you mean give me a drink? He said, give me a drink. And they had a conversation he says, if you knew the gift of God that was here, it wouldn't be you giving me a drink, but I'd give you a drink. And if you ever drink of who I am, then you drink this one time, you wouldn't ever be thirsty again, actually. Come on. She goes, oh, yes, yes, she said, because I know all about this worship. She says, my forefathers worship here. My, my granddaddy bought that pew. Come on. My forefathers worship here. Jesus said the day is coming and now is that it won't be about worshiping in a particular place, but the true worshipers will be those who worship me in spirit and in truth. And I tell you, the time is now, Jesus said. Revival hits this lady's life. Jesus said, where's your husband? She said, I, don't have, I, have, I ha don't have one. He said, you've rightly said you've had five. She was doing marriage counseling. She figured it out by now, wasn't she? And ministered to her, loved on her. She left that place so full of God, she went back to her community. The first evangelist had said, come see a man who told me everything that I'd ever done and loved me anyway. And it's the only place in the Bible that the people call him, you are the Savior of the whole world. When a shift came, moving from law and prophets to the message of the gospel, of the kingdom. You see, in just general terms, the law and the prophets are about Jesus is coming. The message of the kingdom, Jesus is here. Now. But be encouraged, even John the Baptist struggled with it. Can you imagine John the Baptist, the very one that said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the whole world. The one that Jesus had to come and submit to to be baptized. All of a sudden, John winds up in prison. This thing's not unfolding like he pictured it. 
And all of a sudden, he has to even start questioning himself. You see John caught between the law and the prophets in the message of the kingdom. And here's what he says. He says, go, go. He sent somebody. He said, go talk to Jesus and ask him, are you the one? Or is there another one coming? See there, his expectation on the future. Are you the one that has come? Or is there another one coming? Don't you love Jesus' response? Look at Matthew 11. Jesus replied, go back, report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus says, this is the sign. This is the proof that the kingdom of God has come and is here now. Fortunately, when Bev and I were saved, we were both saved from religious backgrounds that taught law and prophets. They taught us. I was brought up being taught, Jesus forgave my sins. I was taught, Jesus is coming back soon. I was taught, you can't wear short britches. If you did, and he comes back, you got to put your long britches on before you get to go with him. You know, I was, I was in that run with, with, the, with that. You know, the past, the future. You know, Bev and I both, separate faiths, denominations, but the same thought, past and future. And then all of a sudden, by the grace of God, y'all know our story, a guy I used to smoke a lot of dope with in Florida, Bev and I moved to Florida, and I call him. He's the only guy I knew in Florida once we got there. You smoke a lot of dope with him. And I, he was so happy to hear from me. He said, Ken, I can't believe you're here. Let's get together and smoke some weed. And I said, man, I don't do that anymore. I've been born again. He said, you got to be kidding. My wife got born again. He said, she goes to this crazy church, this guy named Benny Hinn. You ever heard of Benny Hinn? I said, no, I've never heard of Benny Hinn before. He goes, man, it is wild down there. He said, you can't even get in the place. He said, all the ushers wear burgundy blazers. And, and he said, I actually, in real estate, have a burgundy blazer. He said, I'll wear mine, and I'll take you to church and act like an usher and get us really good seats if you want to go. He showed up. Bev would testify. He showed up, smoked up like Cheech and Chong when he pulled up to get us with his burgundy blazer on, rolled us up to Benny's church, walked right down to the fourth row, moved somebody over, and set our butts down right there at Benny Inn's church. You tell me, well, God can use a dope smoker to get you to your destiny? Well, if he, if he spoke through Balaam's ass, he can use a drug addict too if he needs to get you to your destiny and to your purpose. Why? The kingdom of God is here right now. And so we got there. You couldn't get in the place. It wasn't begging for people. You couldn't get in the place. They would line up for two hours between services just to get a seat. That's how we were raised. We, we, we didn't know any different. They, we had 60 protesters on the sidewalk just to get into church, screaming at us. Calling us all kind of vulgar names. Why? When the kingdom comes, demons manifest. We didn't know any. It, it wasn't no past or future there. It was now. Man, they'd start preaching the word, worshiping the Lord. All of a sudden, the Holy Ghost would show up. Somebody get out of a wheelchair. Somebody get healed. Somebody neck brace come off. So, I mean, it was. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. You couldn't keep me away. 
You didn't have to beg me to discipleship or a prayer meeting. The kingdom of God was there. I was forcing my way into it. I'm talking about the new normal. I'm talking about the new normal where this ain't going to be something. Wonder what kind of revelation he can thrill us with this week. Blah, 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 blah. No, sir, no, ma'am. The new normal is going to be not the past, not the future. Jesus is here now, and he's about to manifest himself in signs and wonders and miracles and healings and manifestations and anointing that's going to blow people's minds in this season. So the ecclesia, us, you and I, on the content side of things, our message simply should be introducing people to the living Christ that's here now in the midst of the ecclesia. Alive. And on the results side of things, which validates our message, it should be miracles that benefit whoever's hearing the message. This is the new normal we're stepping into. So look at this, Mark 16, 20. So the disciples, touch your neighbor say, he's talking about you now. So then the disciples went out and preached everywhere. Not in a church, not in a building, not in a temple, not, 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 at, not at just not the church. They went out and preached everywhere. And the Lord actually was working with them. Most of us think the Lord's working against us. We think miracles and signs and wonders are so difficult to step into that it's like working against the Lord. But it says the Lord was actually working with them confirming his word by signs that accompanied it. The new normal will be for you guys to step out of here today and everywhere you go preach the good news of the message of the kingdom. What is the good news of the message of the kingdom? The kingdom of heaven is here. And the kingdom of heaven is God's total answer to man's total need. If you're sick, he's healing. If you're bound, he's deliverance. If you're lacking, he's provision. He is. I am. The disciples went everywhere. The Lord working with them, confirming signs and wonders following. The new normal with the ecclesia is not going to be people coming to church to get healed. It's going to be you bringing people to church that actually got healed while you were out proclaiming the good news of the gospel during the week. Your faith and my faith is to step out and see if that's actually true. That's, what, that's our portion. Do you believe this? And it's easy to believe it here. But Luke ain't going to be with you Monday. You're going to be on your own. And you're going to be out here in this big old world, and you're going to have to do you believe this or not. 
And when you go to work on Monday morning and your coworker all of a sudden pops up in front of you with a need, then you get to make a choice. Are you going to preach the good news of the message of the kingdom? Which is my God is right here, right now with me and you and can do whatever you need him to do. And actually, I have access to him, according to Matthew 18, that if any two anywhere agree touching anything, it will be done for us by our Father in heaven. What would you like God to do for you? Then let's pray right now that. And the Lord working with them, confirming his word with signs and wonders following. This is the ecclesia in action. This is the new normal. This is what God, I believe, is now shut the whole globe down for. Let us get some time to figure this thing out. To say, wait a minute. Churches is not about just us gathering here. It's actually about us going. And by the way, the future... People have asked me about the future. You say, well, Ken, are people just going to quit going to church? No. People, people aren't going to quit going to church that are engaged. People that are just consuming spiritual food may not go to church anymore. Because you can consume spiritual food 24-7 on your cell phone. But if you're going to engage, like you're going to really, you, you're, going to, you're going to engage with God, then you can't not go to church because you'd be disconnected from the body. People say, well, I can worship God from home. You can, absolutely. But you can't be, you can't be connected to the head if you're separate from the body. So I'm not saying you have to come here every day, every week. No, not at all. Some of you, that might be once a month. For some of you, it's every other month, however much you need. But we're out here doing it. We are being it. It is the ecclesia. We're not trying to build a big youth group. We're trying to empower youth to go into schools to be the ecclesia. You let... They may get the Bible out of school, but you let teenagers show up and start growing out legs and pray for cancer and people getting in. People forcing their weight. See, we've had these prophecies that people would be lined up down I-20 to get in here. And we've thought it was because of what's going on in here. But in reality, I'm coming to realize they may be lined up on I-20 to get here, but it won't be coming here to see it. It'll be them bringing it with you to show you what they actually got going out there. Huh? For the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. But since that time, the kingdom of God is being preached and everyone everywhere is forcing themselves into it. This is the new normal. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. 
This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.